Welcome back, sports fans. This week, we are going long on how the NFL might as well stand for the No Females League, but we also have some thoughts on this week's presidential debate. I'm Huli. I'm the Joe. And I'm Mary Beth Smith, and I'm as confused as most of America's voters seem to be. I'm tweeting at John Lester. <laughs> <laughs> The moment we've all been waiting for, the starting lineup. All right, first up in the lineup, we have some news from the Browns. In their week three loss to Hooley's Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Cleveland Browns wide receiver Terrell Pryor did a little bit of everything. He finished the game with 35 pass yards, 21 rush yards and a rushing touchdown, eight receptions for 144 yards, and he also drove the team bus home. So really a <laughs> bright spot for the year for the Browns so far this year. <laughs> One of you. Enough about the life and times of the Bummer Browns. Oh. <laughs> Huli, what's going on in the NBA offseason? NBA offseason has started with a couple of preseason matches, some interleague games, and even an international scrimmage, like just the other night when the Shanghai Sharks took on the Houston Rockets. In that game, NBA hopeful Jimmer Ferdet hung 37 on the Rockets, which seems really impressive, except for when you take into consideration that James Harden was guarding him, and that's actually 42 points below the league average when Harden is guarding you. <laughs> He, so, is, he is real good at defense. Where's the D? That's heard, what people were saying about those uh, Trump statues, too. <laughs> and some news in the international world of hockey, MB. Yeah, uh, I actually took in a couple games during the World Cup of Hockey. This is the third time they've given this uh, old thing a shot. There were... Only eight teams. Um, they've done it a few times over the course of the last 15 years or so. And believe it or not, Team Canada ran away with the cup. What? Winning the first two games of a best-of-three final. Yeah, Canada winning a World Cup of Hockey. That's like the U.K. winning a World Tea Cup. The Netherlands winning a World Cannabis Cup. And the U.S. winning a piss in this cup so we can see if we'll let you play football. <laughs> well, good thing Russia wasn't playing. They'd fail that piss test. <laughs> We'd only hear about it four years from now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the U.S. would win this year, and then in four years they'd have to strip the medals. Exactly. <laughs> also real, the fate of a major college football coach. The SEC got a little darker this week as the lights went out on Les Miles' coaching career. 
known for his antics such as eating grass off the field, wearing a brand new white hat for every game, and leaving the school with the highest winning percentage in the program history, surely LSU will be hoping to save a little bit of money when they hire their next coach. However, they did not factor in that they will also be having to hire a new groundskeeper. Hashtag less miles. Hashtag more lawnmowers. <laughs> and swinging it back to the NBA, Hooli. Number one overall pick in Philadelphia 76er Ben Simmons recently put on 30 pounds of weight this offseason in an attempt to beef up, but it may have its problems. Following in 76er tradition, he has broken his foot and will need surgery to repair it. Apparently, the way they're handling us going forward is anytime a 76er center needs a new foot surgery, they're just going to chop it off and add a new foot on there. Hashtag trust the prosthetics. And let's kick it over to Joe where we have some thoughts on trusting the democratic process. During and following the first presidential debate between Republican nominee Donald Trump and Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton, pitcher John Lester was fielding tweets that people were sending to him, but they thought that they were sending to the debate moderator Lester Holt, which I think says a lot about how much research the voters are putting into this process. No word yet if Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald or former NFL running back Clinton Portis have been contacted about their foreign policy. Staying in the political campaign, Hooli. Recently, the biggest star of them all, LeBron James, has come out to support Hillary Clinton, joining Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Abby Wambach, Jason Collins, Jim Brown, Magic Johnson, Carmelo Anthony, Steph Curry, and a list of other athletes. Meanwhile, on the other side, human dumpster fires, Richie Incognito, Rex Ryan, Latrell Sprewell, John Rocker, and Rat King himself, Kurt Schilling, have all come out to endorse Trump. Well, those sure sound like two very lopsided fantasy teams to me, but someone in Yankee Stadium last week got to live out their fantasy. Yeah, it was a real fun moment at a Yankees game recently here at the end of the regular season. Uh, a young man named Andrew Fox in right field decided to pull out a ring box to propose to his girlfriend. However, after opening the box, he found that it was empty and he had lost the ring. All of the fans in the section pulled out their cell phones, turned on their lights, and they eventually found it in the curled-up cuff of the young lady's pants. Once the ring was secured, the proposal happened, she said yes, and everybody cheered. The audience was into it, and I, you'd have to think that the Yankees players were into it too, because nobody there has gotten a ring since 2009. Finally, in... MLB hopeful news. A sports retorts favorite, Tim Tebow, hit a home run on the first pitch that he saw in the MLB Instructional League, proving what we already knew, that Tebow can excel in semi-professional athletics. <laughs> yeah, good job, buddy. You're a 29-year-old ex-pro athlete who hit a home run off of an 18-year-old scrub. Power of Christ compels you.
looks like it's time for walk-ons. This week, in honor of the calendar rolling around to October, we wanted to join the NFL and get this party started with throwing a lot of pink on the field. Uh, it's time. It's that time of year where the NFL decides to uh, try to make amends for their crimes against women by throwing some accents and uh, throwing money at the uh, Susan B. Komen Foundation, and we are going to dig deep on all of the above. Hey, MB, would you be surprised if I told you that the NFL actually doesn't do a lot of good in the month of October for women? <gasps> what? Yeah. But, but Huli, players are forced to wear pink, and they also have all those like amazing you know, pink female cut jerseys for for you to enjoy but uh yeah yeah like jerseys that are more uncomfortable and don't look like the actual uh, team actual team's colors like come on that's great and if you're lucky it's got sparkles on it yeah well they're women so they like shiny things that's a fact that's a law of nature yeah that's why male penguins bring lady penguins the prettiest stones <laughs> for the same reasons <laughs> We're not talking about hockey. We're talking about the NFL. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So the NFL likes to put up this huge front every October. Like, they're doing a ton of good, and they put a very good presence forward, at least on surface. At most on surface. Mm -hmm. And if they think that wearing pink and forcing players to wear pink is somehow helping is absolutely ridiculous. And we're just, I, I don't mean to speak for everyone, but it's kind of a sham and it's kind of fed up. I'm kind of fed up with it. Yeah. Um, uh, Mary Beth, do you have a guess as to what percentage of the NFL fan base is female based on how the uh, league is perceived, how they conduct themselves and how they market themselves? What percentage of the fan base would you guess uh, has two X chromosomes? Plus or minus five. And I guess I should say, rather, I don't care about the chromosomes you're born with. What percentage? Identifying yes, females. correct. Yeah. Sure. I want to say 40%. Yeah, it's 44%. Wow. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've seen everything from 35 to 44. Because yeah. I, was, I was like, well, it wouldn't be 50-50, but I bet it's close as hell. Yes. Yeah. Which surprised me because I feel that the NFL – doesn't conduct itself knowing that almost half of its fan base is women. I absolutely agree with you, but I know that the NFL is fact. So like, and, and as a woman, I, I, as a woman who's enthusiastic about sports in general, I am hyper aware of like, especially advertising mm -hmm. and how it's geared and angled and like, you know, Dr. Pepper 10, I find to be like one of the most like offensively oh, yeah. gendered products mm -hmm. that's, and they like, it's for me. Yeah. It's, it's for it's, me. Stuff like that just really drives me insane. Uh, especially when you consider how many people, you know, when you go to a Super Bowl party, it's all your friends. It's not just a bunch of dudes. It's, mm -hmm. it's, your friends like you enjoy this together period uh it's frustrating as a female fan understandable well i i've that's ugh. 
And it's extra frustrating when women are spending, from what I've read, uh, have 60 to 65% of the purchasing power in the NFL. Huh. Like for merchandise and such? Yes. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yes. I think that they, I mean, everybody who's a, almost everybody who's a fan wants merchandise, a hat, a jersey, a t-shirt, something of their team. And I can't help but imagine that girlfriend buying boyfriend a jersey is a pretty common yep. transaction that the NFL has. Yep. The funny thing is, uh, I've been in that situation with the NFL, uh, but we each got the other person, the other, uh, like their jersey yeah. of choice. That's awesome. Uh, and I've done it since then with um, uh, uh, hockey and baseball jerseys. So, like, it, that is, like you said, just, like, such yeah. a common practice. Yeah. yeah. So you would think, then, that with almost half being there and over 50% of the purchasing power, that in October – when the NFL goes to sell all this merchandise, that a lot of that money then being sold would actually go towards breast cancer research. Well, NFL doesn't call it Breast Cancer Research Month. It is Breast Cancer Awareness, Awareness. Month. That yeah. is so real. You put in a pink mouth guard and a pink ribbon on the field. Guess what? You're aware. PR mission accomplished. <laughs> That's... Uh, disturbingly true. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I bet you looked at the same figures. Oh yeah. Of every one hundred dollars spent on pink merchandise. I hate this. <laughs> oh, after, girl. After I hate this. <laughs> after the merchandisers take their cut, the suppliers, the NFL, shippers, NFL. the NFL <laughs> takes its cut. The remaining money goes to the American Cancer Society, of which only about seventy-one percent of that makes it to actual research. So of every $100 consumers spend on the pink branded NFL merchandise, about $3.54 goes to breast cancer research. <laughs> Again, you're aware now. Yes. You're, you were aware when you watched the game. You were aware when you bought the jersey. You're aware when you're wearing it. You're uh, aware in it. Okay. And that is a high-end estimate that I've seen. I've yeah. seen some that are lower. Oof. Vice has claimed that 0% goes to actual research and that the money brought in by the NFL goes towards awareness. Like more awareness. Treatment. And so it's not all bad, but like actually not going towards research towards it. So right. anywhere from 0 to 3 on what you spent. That's crazy. So let's let's break this down a little bit. I have a couple of numbers from 2014 that I'd like to share. Joe, I don't know how much you have on this as well. Probably the same numbers. Okay, great. So in 2014, it equaled about 31000 per team was donated. $31,000 a team was donated to... To, to research, to uh, ACS. Okay. Which seems like a decent amount, right? Oh, that's 31,000 times 32. Yeah, but when you think about it, yeah. it's a drop in the friggin' bucket. You mean that, like, they handed out over 15 million in fines that year? <laughs> oh. Which is 15 million in fines, and if you take 30 grand. 31 times 32, it's just under a million dollars in contributions. That same year, 
there was a $7.2 billion split of revenue sharing amongst teams, which is roughly $226 million per team. <laughs> so generous. <laughs> Truly the heroes of our time. Uh, yeah, in 2011, they had $9.5 billion income. Uh, from the years 2009 to 2014, they donated $8 million to the American Cancer Society, and they levied $76.8 million in fines to players over that same time. So... This is really depressing already. Yeah, well, <laughs> the NFL is really good at pretending to care about things. I'm laughing a lot, but it's only because I'm appalled <laughs> and I don't know how else to react. I mean, think I mean, I assumed a lot, uh, you know, I assumed the worst about a lot of this, but hearing the numbers is just horribly depressing. I mean, the, the NFL is really good at, at putting up a front saying like, oh, we care, we care about you, we care about this. And this is something that I meant to bring up on the last episode, but it fits in here perfectly. Yes. According to a Business Insider article, the Pentagon made deals with 14 different NFL teams to honor veterans prior to the games. So this all started the salute your country, bring out the flag as big as the field, trot out a veteran who just came back. This all started because uh, teams were provided, were paid between $60,000 and $1 million of taxpayer money to trot out the veterans and try to boost recruiting thanks to the uh, Department of Justice. So we'd call that military awareness? But, yeah. the, but they did oh, aware. We're aware. Are you aware that we have a military? Yeah, Are you aware uh, that sometimes people come back from the military? They're yeah. doing the same thing with breast cancer survivors now. Have like you seen this? Them out. Yeah, they're bringing out up to 50 people a game, dependent upon the team and when it is. They're bringing out breast cancer survivors and holding out a pink ribbon, which, great. I, I'm happy for those ladies. God bless that, that, them. Yeah, that yeah. they're Keep living right the now. Fight. Keep yeah. doing it. But, like. Same on the end of, like, the people who are actually in the arms, armed forces that they bring out. It's so hard because you don't want anything to come off as uh, a slight on any of those people, but it's exploitative. It, it absolutely is. It's, it's exploitative, and it might as well just be blatant advertising, you know? It's like advertising. It's like you said. It's advertising in the form of, like, PR for the NFL where, uh, you know, showering. Every same thing, in my mind, goes for, like, the patriotism aspect of it. It's just – it looks good on paper because – people love america so so it looks good on paper that they, they probably want to continue to do things that look good on paper then even if what they're doing has no actual substance behind it mm. sure they wouldn't say fine a player for having unauthorized breast cancer awareness obviously apparel, not. would they because this is a true statement of the league that they care about uh women and breast cancer awareness and research and oh what's that oh, oh d'angelo no. williams, williams. Oh. oh no nfl what are you doing uh d'angelo williams lost his mother in 2014 to breast cancer so last year during the 2015 nfl season he decided to petition the league to say hey you guys care about breast cancer awareness so do i i would like to wear something pink every game and they said nope you can do it during October, during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, when you have to, and no other time. And he said, okay, okay. 
guys, I'll just do something little myself, and decided for one game last year to write a message in his eye black saying, we will find a cure and put in the little pink ribbon. The NFL fined him over $5,700 for that act of support for breast cancer awareness. So, so that money went to breast cancer, right? Like, you know, something that money would have definitely uh, kicked back into to Susan, old Susan G. I'm sure it would. It happened during Breast Cancer Awareness Month last year. No, it happened outside, correct? Because that's why he got fined. No, the eye black was during. I'm pretty sure it was during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. God, but and he still US. got fined because, because it wasn't. Well, because players aren't allowed to write messages in their eye black. Yes. Same thing happened to uh, oh, sh- uh, uh, Cam Cam Hayward. Yes, uh, whose father Ironhead. Yes. He, he had, he had a brain I did tumor. Hear about that. Yes. Yes, and he wasn't that. allowed to do anything ever. So apparently, we're prioritizing cancers now. Also, um. R.I.P. Arnold Palmer, but A.B. was wearing Arnold Palmer shoes in the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Wow. They mm-hmm. had a picture of Arnold Palmer on them. They were yellow at the bottom and brown at the top. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were the Steelers uh, color scheme. That's they awful. were yellow and yellow and black. That's a uh, but gross Arnold Palmer with like yellow. lemonade and coffee. Yeah, something I don't know. Uh, but it was so. Why the with it. Yeah, 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 right? Well, Why? there is well, there is, there is some good coming out of this in the D'Angelo Williams story. Uh not only has he his mother passed at 53, so every year he gets 53 mammograms uh for low-income women who might oh, not be able to get awesome. it. It's phenomenal and he also started matching donations that 57 over 5700 he also matched it to cancer research. That's it's really incredible to see individual players just like not take the NFL's uh, stance for an answer. Yeah. 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 Quick, similar, uh, similar colors to what you guys talked about in the last episode of how great Kaepernick's been about like mm-hmm. any, anyone trying to say that he's not putting his money where his mouth is, is not paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one last bit that I love about D'Angelo Williams, I'm sure you've seen it as well. He has dyed the tip of his dreads pink. Because that isn't under, because that's not uniform or apparel. Uh, that's him doing it. So there's nothing they can do about it. That's amazing. So he's got pink that's tips great. coming out the back of his dreads. I did not see that. That's really cool. That's yeah. great. Um, I do want to go back to to wrap back around and, and move on. Um, yes. you, talking about what that pink ribbon means and how we just assume that anything with it is you know, helping, and that's not necessarily the case. In fact, there's a, uh, I believe that a, a nonprofit uh, started called Under Reconstruction, uh, a journey to change the way we see pink ribbons that was founded by a former NFL cheerleader, uh, Bobby Shea Lee, who formerly uh, used to be a cheerleader for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers until she had to leave because uh, the stress of the job while undergoing daily breast cancer treatment was too much for her, and she had to, to walk off. Um, unfortunately, implications after that, and never, not once, to my understanding, did the NFL or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers reach out to try to be of assistance, despite having a, a, a 
a quarter of the schedule uh, in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, so check out uh, that uh, under dash reconstruction.org. Uh, she also has a petition on change.org to create a board that, uh, like a watchdog group, aware of who is using the pink ribbon and iconography and making sure that they are actually uh, helping. Contributing. And not trying to, they're trying to contribute and not just profit, hmm. um, which I think is, is a, a really cool and an, uh, it's an unfortunately necessary thing. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. And you would think that something like that, where someone was so directly tied to the NFL, uh, literally, you know, was employed by the league mm -hmm. uh, and is trying to do something as an individual effort, uh, you'd think that would be something they'd be all over if they actually cared about this, like they try to hold up this billboard that they do. Absolutely. Well, and the, unfortunately, the thing is that it's not very surprising. According to the reports that, that I've looked at and, and all of the information, cheerleaders are not really held in that high of regard or, or given that great of working conditions by the team and by the league. Some, so here, here's what some cheerleaders make money-wise. You... I mean, player Al, Albert Hainsworth signed a $100 million contract. Quarterbacks are making $20 million a year. The Ben Bengals hmm. make $90 a game. What? They are considered seasonal employees, therefore minimum wage. Does $90? And they're also $10.99. They're contracted as well. One person in the stadium... Bro, like, surely spent more than that on their ticket, ticket let alone yeah, what game. they spend yeah. on the one yep. person yeah. in the well, stadium spends ben that. Bengals are, are near the bottom. The Ravens and Buccaneers pay theirs, uh, their cheerleaders $100 a game. The Raiderettes get $125 a game. Mm -hmm. The flight crew, the cheerleaders for the Jets, yep. get $150 a game. And the Buffalo Jills get a game ticket worth $90 and a parking pass worth $25 both of which they have the permission to sell. That is their payment for, for being a, a cheerleader. They're required, some cheerleaders are required to do two charity events a month for which they don't get paid. They don't get paid for practice. Or so they trot them out for charities, but they don't even pay them to do it? Correct. Yes. So they just use them as more PR tools? So yeah, they're, 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 they get minimal gain. And they don't get paid to practice. I mean, heck, if they had to give the, the coach $5 every rehearsal, they should start learning the Herald. <laughs> I was thinking such similar thoughts because I was thinking of shows that, like, actually pay in Chicago. And, like, uh, it's a little inside. But, like, when you start at Bye Bye Liver, you make, like, $50 a show. So you can make, like, 100, you can make $100 a night or uh, $200 in a weekend Wow! for just like doing a drinking show. And I was just like, you could get paid more to do bye-bye livery than you could to be an NFL cheerleader. Yes. And that is shocking. Well, <laughs> and, and, but there are other perks to being an NFL cheerleader. You do have to buy your own costume. You're responsible for keeping oh. your hair and makeup up, which the team does not reimburse you for. Mm -hmm. um, if you are a cheerleader for the Ravens, you get to make some money by selling the team calendar. However, you first have to buy the calendar out of pocket. You need to buy 100. That's called a pyramid scheme. <laughs> but if you buy, but if you get into it now, 
then we both make money. Yeah, but oh shit, <laughs> you're right. It's a literal cheerleader pyramid scheme. <laughs> but it looks it's so a, good. It's a human, human pyramid, pyramid scheme. scheme. It's a human it's pyramid scheme. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, just, uh, you need to buy 100 calendars at twelve dollars a piece, and then you sell them for a whopping fifteen dollars. So you buy, you could get three dollars profit per calendar. And if you don't sell them well, then you get however many calendars. At fifteen calendars, what? That's almost fifty dollars. <laughs> wow, that'll almost pay for. To be oh. fair, that's over half a game check. Oh. But not only that, sometimes they can be required to tan. They can, <coughs> which can, is pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Yep, they can control the undergarments that they wear and which don't is wear. Also expensive. Yes. Bengals, no panties. <gasps> yes. Not even per their per their manual. Not even quote thong panties. Yep. Hair color, cut style, all that can be controlled. And in case we have enough blondes, sorry, can't dye your hair. They can be auctioned off at charity events. Oh, this is gross. This is gross. The golfing shit. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's just a human auction where charity uh, people give uh, money to charity. In an, uh, the winners get the Bengals to drive around in the golf cart with them for the day of golfing. And either you know on the back or on their laps. <gasps> is how I read. No. Yep. The um, the Buffalo Jills are not allowed to eat while in uniform. Almost every manual uncovered that teams give out says you should never talk about money to anybody who asks how much you make. And I'm Oh, pr- I wonder why. I wonder why. Why would they not want those numbers coming out? And I'm pretty sure that it was the Buffalo Jills handbook cuz a couple of these handbooks have been leaked. Yes. And I'm pretty sure it was the Buffalo Jill's handbook that I mean, gives you how s- could how, <laughs> how could they expect people to not leak this kind of stuff when it's this egregious? Well, they asked them not to. <laughs> they probably not very politely, but they asked them not to. <laughs> they threatened to take away their $100 a game job. But even even worse threatening, the Bengals cheerleaders have a three pound weight leniency fluctuation program but if they s- go over that they have to stay after practice for extra conditioning and risk being pulled from their team but they only get weight weigh-ins twice a week so you get some time to recover um and again you know luckily if you if you have become a cheerleader for the buffalo bills and you are now a buffalo jill and maybe you've never had a conversation with anybody about how to use feminine hygiene products. No. Yes. The good news is yes. that your cheerleader handbook tells you, mm. basically says... Addressing cleanliness in intimate mm-hmm. areas. It's all under the section lady body maintenance. Uh, they just want you to know that, for example, quote, a tampon too big can irritate and develop fungus. So you, so products should be, quote, changed at least every four hours. So again, in, in case you don't know any of this, you don't know how to take care of your body, but you have become a cheerleader. Good news. They've got you covered. They're Thank looking you. out for you because the NFL cares about women and lady body maintenance. Lady body maintenance sounds like a 101 class at a trade school. It's, yeah, it it's does. Lady for, body for maintenance. Mannequin construction. <laughs> yeah. It's, like sex robot repair. I've seen Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Every four hours is on the box, y'all. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, (laughs) y'all are mansplaining tampons to the Jills. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous that that's – and, like, this is a quarter of it. Like, if you break down the hourly wage and what they're doing, a lot of these girls are making less than minimum wage but for the season. Doesn't surprise like, me at all. By Based far. On the, the sure, payment there, numbers. There are several uh, Jane Doe lawsuits that are trying to be kept under wraps because these girls, obviously, this is a spring bar, springboard starting place. They don't want to end up here. But while they're, I mean, they don't want to end up there forever. But while they're there, they should at least be making a minimum wage. Yeah. No, they should be making a living wage, which isn't even a minimum wage in this country anymore. Very true. So, <laughs> yeah, there are a ton of lawsuits happening against the Raiderettes who are actually or against the Raiders who actually have some of the higher paid in the city. In wow. the, yeah, there are what a handful of teams that don't have cheerleaders at all. Yeah. Cleveland Browns are one. Yeah. Detroit. It's like six, I think. Yeah. Something Gre- like that. Green Bay. There's a bunch in the uh, NFC. Central, as I like to call it. Maybe it's just too (laughs) cold. (laughs) Probably, yeah. Oh, no, they don't give a shit. (laughs) Put on a fur kini with green and yellow on it. Go cheer. They don't give a shit. It's 120 degrees in Miami. They're like, dance over hot coals. (laughs) Her skin may be turning blue, but her skirt is green and yellow. So go pack. Um uh, yeah, I, I, it's, and her tampon is red. Change it out. <laughs> God, she read it's how. It's been four and a half hours, ma'am. Uh, I know we didn't give you a sanctioned break or anything, but <laughs> OSHA says. Yeah, did you sell your parking pass for money yet? So at this point, they've put up a front, acting like they really care when they don't when less than eight, 8% of profits actually go towards something that they say they're deeply caring about they don't seem to care about the women who actually work for them they must care about the women who are married to these <laughs> people correct <laughs> like the families of their players. Yes. yes. Family first. What is it? Family, God, justice, tacos or something. <laughs> I don't know what the touch order that. is, but yeah, touch that. But family is very high on the list. So yeah, the Joe. Obviously. I mean, th- these, these athletes are, again, worth tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. So by extension, their families must be worthwhile as well. Um uh, obviously, you know where we're going with this. No, the NFL doesn't care uh, about the the loved ones of uh, of these players, their their significant others. I, I think, without a doubt, the uh, most kind of the 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 poster child yes. for this conversation is Ray Rice. Yes, the the most exemplary case of this, I think, that there is. Absolutely. Uh, Ray Rice, of course, in 2014, uh, was videotaped punching twice and knocking out his uh, then fiance, then fiance, Janae. Yes, yeah, I wanted her last name. Oh, sure, Maiden Palmer. Yeah, uh, Janae Nay Palmer. Is that no? Oh, her then, her oh, then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his then fiance, Janae Palmer. Um, at the time, the NFL, before the video came out, the NFL suspended him two games 
the important part of that for me is before, before it came out. Absolutely. Which, I mean, that makes sense though. Like one for each punch, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yes, exactly. Ugh. Um, had to get that so jab the, in there. The NFL decided to really. I'm just like sorry. I'm just like sitting over here like stewing at this point. So anything I say can and will be used against me in the. <laughs> Sports NFL, court of law. Well, <laughs> in the NFL sports court, you're already guilty. So <laughs> very true. Very law true. bombs, MB. Yeah, the, the, I don't. I don't mind letting you guys set this up while I uh, knock it down. Yeah, none of this was. This was a really rough topic to to research and to cover. And even with the Ray Rice thing, it's it's almost hard to to rehash through everything. But I interrupted uh, no, no, before no. the video came out. There was a two-game suspension levied. Right. Yes. So the 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 front office, the league issued a two-game suspension to Ray Rice, which just to set up about that time was the first time America was dealing with Deflate Gate. Mm-hmm. When Tom Brady, I don't know if you were going to go into this, where Tom Brady was around the same time initially handed a four-game suspension mm-hmm. for potentially removing a few, having a few PSI removed from game balls in an AFC playoff game. Yes, potentially having knowledge of, potentially having it be more likely than not that he was generally aware that it happened. Four-game suspension. Knocking the shit out of a woman half your size and dragging her unconscious body out of an elevator. Two games. Two games. games. Well, it hadn't been shown yet because this is before the video came out. It hadn't been publicly shown. Published, yes. The question, of course, is did the NFL front office see this video? NFL front office went on record saying, no, we never received this video. Sheriff's office said, yes, we have sent it to you. Uh, we, we definitely sent you this video. There's no reason you shouldn't have seen it. And NFL basically was like, new phone, who dis? <laughs> um, but once once this video came out and everyone was able to start seeing it for themselves, then the, then the NFL backtracked. And the Ravens, I think, were the first ones to actually take action, and they terminated his contract from the team. So they didn't wait for the league to suspend him. Although, that being said, when this whole story first came out, I know Coach John Harbaugh was saying that, um, uh, uh, you know, Ray's very sorry for uh, what he's done and, you know, he's a good kid and blah, blah, blah. The Baltimore Ravens at one point issued a tweet from their official account saying Janae Palmer is very sorry for any part she played in that incident. I that remember night. that. Fuck. Sorry oh, about that. Everyone. Oh, my God. Every player, organization, and the league, it seemed, was ready to move on from this as fast as possible. But then the video came out. Everyone saw it. Court of public opinion. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Ravens terminated his contract. He was suspended indefinitely, which got overturned when he challenged it in a federal court. Technically, he's a free agent. There's actually been some rumors of him, some some soft chatter of him maybe coming back to a team at some point this year. I think it's probably unlikely it would be the Ravens, but... Who knows? And maybe it won't happen. Maybe it will. But I think as long as I've been a fan of the NFL, this was potentially one of the most disgusting and heartbreaking controversies that I've seen just based off of the 180 that they did once the video came out. It was mm-hmm. so clear it, that yes, that they were they. I think I don't even remember what their justification was like. Oh, we didn't realize he hit her that hard. We didn't realize he hit her 
twice. We didn't realize that he moved her body around after knocking her unconscious. Like, even with even claiming that you didn't see the video, I don't know what difference it can make other than somebody for the first time realizing that this was about a goddamn human being and not somebody who you've never met attached to a person that you've sunk X amount of money in whose X wins above replacement and is potentially going to help you this year. Un unless it was somebody going, oh, fuck, I've been a dipshit this whole time and this is a real goddamn human being. I don't know what other realization somebody could have had after s seeing the video to go, oh, we fucked up the first time. That, nothing. But there's not even – there's not a chance that they didn't see it. I mean, it's just been – the lid got blown off of the pressure cooker, and now they're having to clean up. And now they're trying to stuff it all – basically stuff it all back in. But that's why the first part of this conversation is so important because every October, they look great. There is a fantastic awareness and social and media presence – that allows them to go, no, look how much we care. No, we suspended Ray Rice. Look how much Susan G. Cohen loves us, who is different discussion for a different day. Yeah, we could fill a whole walk on with the Susan G. Coleman Foundation. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't even just, know what else to say. You guys have done a great job of, uh, it's, of outlining the, the it's hypocrisy just a, of all this. It's, yeah, it's... Uh, First offense, what, and Joe, please stop me at some point and I'm wrong. Domestic abuse typically is two for the first offense. And that was their, I, I believe the that policy. They, they may have changed it since Ray Rice, but that was the policy at the time. And that, that was their defense of why it seemed uneven, considering that a guy would maybe uh, potentially fail a drug test and get a four or an eight game was, suspension. Yeah, it was two for hitting Jane, four for hitting Mary Jane. Mm. And like, and that ain't right. If you're gonna that pick right one, yeah, one of those things is becoming recreationally legal. <laughs> 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 yep. Ugh. And it ain't hitting ladies. It ain't N not. No. Thank goodness. It's back, 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 back. Looks like we got a walk up. <laughs> While Ray Rice may very well have a future in the NFL as uh, shortly as this very season, seemingly one player has met the end of his NFL career. Our very own The Joe has some thoughts on the topic. Troubled Cleveland Browns receiver Josh Gordon has apparently voluntarily entered an inpatient rehabilitation facility coming at the tail end of a four-game suspension that he was serving to start this NFL season. This was his latest punishment by the league and the Browns after also being suspended two games in 2013, a total of 11 games in 2014, and all 16 games last year. All of these punishments stem from alcohol and drug-related issues. And I know that we try to punch up, not down, here on Sports Retorts, but as an unabashed Cleveland Browns victim, I mean fan, I am heartbroken yet again by being let down by one of our most talented players, so I feel like I must say something. Josh Gordon, this is an open letter to you. I know it would be easy to take pot shots at somebody who apparently has such chronic issues, 
but I have no desire to hash this out from beginning to end. Let me be blunt. Watching Josh Gordon skunk his opportunity to be a star in the National Football League has been nothing short of heartbreaking. 420 games that he has played in a Browns jersey since the 2012 season, including one Pro Bowl, he has been electric every time he steps on the turf. If you watch him, you can clearly see that he loves being on that grass. And to see his career go up in smoke like this and have all his potential turn to ashes, you'd have to refer to Ricky Williams for such a promising athlete's career ruined by drugs. Have to hope he's able to clear his head while in that joint. We ganja miss you. All I can hope, and I genuinely mean this, is that Josh Gordon truly wants to get a better handle on his life, and I do wish him the best. With that being said, Gordon is still a young man at 25, and he did set Brown's franchise records with 1,646 yards in 2014, despite the aforementioned fact that he was suspended two games that year. So, when you get out, we'd think it'd be really dope if you called us, bud. Take care, Josh. Love, the Joe. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, sports fans. We'll be back in a couple weeks with what do we got on the table, boys? October baseball. October baseball. Start of basketball, y'all. Are you kidding me? Woo! Preseason games are happening right now. I'm not ashamed to say I'm buying the NBA League package just to watch preseason games. And what a package it is. Follow us on Twitter at Joe. Look us up on Facebook.com slash Joe. Follow us on Instagram at sports underscore retorts. Like us. Uh, no, not that. Uh, rate and review us in iTunes or however else you listen to the show. Share it with your friends. It's the best way for people to find us. And uh, if you like this, other people might like this. And that's why we do it, you know? I know. He knows. I, I know. He knows. Now they know. They knows. <laughs> I was like, oof, flowers and wrecker. I hardly know her. <laughs> 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 like, that's such a good <laughs> hardly know her joke. And you just have to say their names. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.